Dude, that's very true. I, I, I have literally never thought of what you're doing from that angle. I never thought of it as like a yeah. rela- like a relationship builder thing. I thought it was just a hookup thing. I mean, that's where it starts, but you start. You know, I've been in the same situation where, you know, I met someone on a casual site and she became my best friend and business partner in various businesses. It's just, it was a way of unfolding something incredibly natural and authentic and rich. And when you don't go in for a certain outcome, so if you if you ever gone into a, a date and had you know your mind and your hopes and your heart set on a particular you know end result, typically it never mm-hmm. works out. When you relinquish that control and you don't care and you're like, hey, you know what, it works, it works, it doesn't, it doesn't. When you stop anticipating and expecting it. It's usually when things pan out and work out. Um, yeah, I think I think that's true. But I also, I don't know, man. I've been I've been going through and trying to like actually set like more, be more specific with certain things. And this could just be different with with uh like dating and things like that, or just meeting people and seeing what that becomes. I don't know. Cause I've been, I've been like, uh, didn't have a direction with a bunch of stuff and it kind of sends me into, I don't know, like life turmoil, if that makes sense. Um, because I didn't have a clear enough direction on where I wanted to go. But is this, I guess I could see it being different because that's like, goals versus a relationship they're kind of two different things yeah are they though because again if you have yourself fixed on a particular outcome some things just naturally flow in in your life just takes a different turn when you relinquish that control Sure, it's not an issue of uh I don't view it as control. It that uh I think trying too hard to control it is usually the sign of like a you're trying to do the wrong thing like oh you just don't want to work hard and you're nervous about it so you're going to like try to control everything. That's not what I right. mean. It's just I just mean like hey, I'm going to sell this amount, you know in this amount of time yeah. or I am going to play music at this place or whatever that goal is like moving towards something like that. But I, in my, I don't know, I'm already married and I'm like, have a, a really good relationship. And so it's like, I just work on that and make sure that I do it as best as I can, but I don't have a goal for it. It's just uh, like, Hey, I want to make this as good as possible. I want to make my family as good as possible like all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, so may, that's why I say maybe it's different. I mean, when I, fir- when I first got married, 
I guess and this, this is another way of showing how when you force things to happen, they don't work out long term. Sure. Um, you know, when I first got married, the her dad was dying, and you know everything, everything was kind of going to shit in that effect. Um, you know, I forced, I knew that I shouldn't have married her. However, I artificially pushed it forward because I wanted her to have the opportunity to be walked down the aisle by her dad before her dad was gone. Um, all the signs were there to not do it. But I did it anyway. And, you know, three months later, guess where we were? (laughs) Um, On a carnival cruise, screaming at each other (laughs) at a buffet. (laughs) It looked a lot like a divorce court, but yeah, we'll go with that. (laughs) Um, In three months. Damn, dude. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we have to say the bastard lived another six years, so that blew up in my face. But <laughs> <laughs> um, so it wasn't even that that heroic of an act. It ended up you were like, "All right, I'm going to do this. This is going to be." It was a heroic act. I'll give you that. But then it's like, oh, it wasn't like right away. <laughs> you had a while. You could have found somebody else. <laughs> Um, yeah but that's it like dude all right you gotta like you got something out of that though like you learned a ton of shit from that happening yes yeah so like you learn that like so forcing things like that is definitely not good and that's not what i'm talking about i just mean it's I'm I'm more in line with your way of thinking uh in relationships. It's just now that I have a wife and a family, it's very much like take care of them, make sure they have all the stuff they need. So that's kind of yeah. how the dynamic has changed, but um yeah, it's been I know what you're talking about though. Cause you don't know you don't know that person yet. Like right. at all. My, we we got to work together for a few months before uh, starting to date. So we got to see each other in like real world situations. Like, all right, yep. he, here's what it looks like when fucking you don't have any of the stuff that you need and you have to make it happen. And then you you see her make it happen. It's like, oh, okay. Like she's competent. She can do all this stuff. That's, that was cool to have that opportunity to do it where it wasn't trying to figure out each other from at a bar in a, a single date and then now I gotta base my whole life off of this like that's hard dude that's like not right. enough data that's not enough time you right know? yeah I mean, the world the attitude in the world is changing when it comes to relationships and you know 
like we were saying earlier, you know, when you go in with a fixed facade, call it a you know a persona, a facade, a mask. You're you're not being who you truly are. And like any and all acts, you can only keep up the act for so long until your true, genuine self comes out. Yeah, agreed. And you know, having having a having a few drinks with a with another person, just shooting the shit, not bragging about your money, not bragging about your job. You know, people sell themselves on all the wrong metrics today. Your job would replace you tomorrow. But you, you need to have more significance in your own individual value to offer someone than a job. And what do you, you mean? Know, if your only selling point for yourself as an individual is whether you have a C-level job or some six-figure job, what would be your next value to sell yourself to someone on if that got taken away? Let's say you lose your salary, you get laid off. You know, you no longer have that that title anymore. Are there any other, yeah, are there any other qualities about you? Right. That are because that's an like artificial. Worthy. It's an artificial quality. Not not it's entire. Not, it's not entirely artificial. Here's here's why. Here's why it is artificial, but it's not entirely because if you if you can go out, it kind of is artificial at like sixty, seventy, eighty thousand dollars. But if you can go out and you can make. Five hundred thousand dollars in a year, like there's not many people that can do that. But if you're a dude who can do that, that's like a skill. Like those guys find other five hundred thousand dollar a year jobs, or sometimes more. Like women, actually, like there's some women that view that as like, wow, that is a great skill. I want to go to Martha's Vineyard. Like that's a skill that I like, and. So I think that case, it's actually, I mean, you might be right after all that time. They might be like, this guy fucking sucks. But that is like a valuable skill. Okay. So I know someone (laughs) very close, someone very close to me had dated someone you know, who had the Aston Martins, had the houses, had the business. Probably a fucking nightmare. And he blew it all away for Coke. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. You absolutely you can know. do dumb, dumb shit and ruin <laughs> your life. Like, that's totally possible. Just being rich doesn't make you, like, a great person. It's just a skill that some women are like, yeah. Oh, you got laid the, off? All right, he'll find another one. Oh no, he took a person. Pay cut. He took a pay cut to four twenty-five. Oh my god. The, <laughs> the person I'm I'm referring to had someone in this position, in this situation, and it still was not enough to satisfy genuine authenticity and you know long-term goals. No. 
and that's where you come back full circle. You have to come mm-hmm. back full circle to what is your authentic value? Yeah. If you lost your job, if you had no job, if you had no fat bank account, if you had no, you know, shiny status or whatever. Suddenly what you're just going- on the other side of the world. Like you don't know the language, like all these things. You just reset. What, what else could you do? Well, what else is someone going to hold value to that you have? Mm-hmm. If your whole emphasis and pride is on your job and your status, you know, yeah. we're, we're on the brink of an economic collapse, man. Like 1929 type shit. So let's say your job goes away. Let's say your base goes away and your money gets eaten up in inflation and the economic system comes down to its knees like it currently is. What left does your, what do you have left to offer your partner that wants them to stay with you? Is it your genuine self? Is it, you know, your, your ability to care for others because there's much more important metrics to care about and think of rather than the artificial bullshit. Yeah. Again, it doesn't, the collapse that's coming ahead, it doesn't matter if you're Donald Trump or Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos, you're going to have nothing but paper and ink. So again, you know, these, these artificial hypes can go away very quickly. Hmm. So yeah. getting back to the core of what's important in finding qualities in that other person, what what are the nice to haves versus the must nice to haves versus the must haves? Hmm. Yeah, in a person. Yes. Like we said earlier, government certificate saying that you're married now doesn't keep you married. What keeps you married is what's in your heart. Yeah, I guess people don't really... I don't know. That makes sense to me. That's kind of... They have annulments. They have divorce court. I've been there myself. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, if you if you can no longer take the snazzy vacations and cruises and the lifestyle, there has to be something there to keep your partner on board with you. There has to be some sort of value to the other person beyond the meaningless things like money, like status. You know, are you loyal? Are you genuine? You know, are you kind hearted? Are you like what are those qualities that's going to keep that person locks by your side for the rest of their life. Well, that's what I, I always thought about that as I was, you know, dating girls and seeing what, like who they were and all that stuff. Cause I didn't know who the hell I even was, you know, when I was fucking 20 or 22 or all that stuff. Like you have an idea and you should definitely follow your intuition about it. It's not what I'm saying. I just didn't, I didn't have like the ability to, really think outside myself, see what they were going through. I was just looking like, okay, do they seem kind of crazy? Yes or no? Okay, like, do they seem smart? You know, yes or no? Like, okay, if the shit hit the fan, what would they do? How would they react? Like, whoa, this girl just fucking fell apart. What the hell happened? Like, (laughs) that's not good. (laughs) If I have kids, like, and shit, it's a fan. I got to have somebody that's ready to fucking go, you know? 
Like, and I, yep. you just look for all that kind of stuff because, uh, the rest is superficial. Like, yeah, you definitely want, you definitely want a certain look for sure. There's nothing wrong with <laughs> finding a nice looking lady if you can, but mm-hmm. fucking it's gotta be more than that. But guys have to hold themselves to a higher standard in the sense of what they're offering. Yeah. Because let's just expand on the money aspect for a second. If, if you're worth $5 million, you know, but your girlfriend meets someone who's worth $45 million. Is she gone? The only tie that keeps her to you is money. She's going to go where the fatter pocket is. Uh And that's why we can't sell. You cannot sell your value based on artificial statuses. You You can't. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, yeah, you can go get another half a million dollar job. You can go get another quarter million dollar job. But if your only value to the person you seek and desire a connection with is your money, there's always someone else out there that has more than you. That's and true. And that cannot be that's, enough to that hold is, someone back. That's very true. Like, yeah. Yeah, if you're there with <laughs> – dude, I, I'm in agreement. I would, I would be fucking divorced if I had one of those. You know, that's how, dude, that seems like how that always ends up. Just like you're saying, like super wealthy, but, or not even like insanely wealthy, just like very rich, like has in the millions of dollars and it's just a fucking miserable existence. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want that because yeah, that's true. There's always a bigger fish like, oh, that guy's got $45 million. Like. Oh yeah, right. that guy's got sixty-five million dollars. That's twenty more million dollars more than the other guy. Holy shit, that's a lot of million dollars. Like, let me go to that set of million dollars. Oh fuck, <laughs> I met this guy at a dinner party. He's got a hundred and twenty million dollars. That's double the million dollars that I found right now. Let's see what's going on over there. Like, that's just. I mean, kudos to them for being able to play that game. But yeah, you don't want that. It's like a regular dude. Like, right? Yeah, he got a raise. He's making forty eight dollars an hour now. I'm fucking getting out of here. <laughs> I mean, you know, if you if if you're you're, I mean, let, let's continue. Let's expand a little bit more on it. Is you know, if you're with a girl that is only with you because of the money. What happens if you got sued? What if, what happens if you lost everything? That chick's going to bounce so fucking fast. Yeah. If her only tie to you is money and that you don't have it, fucking forget it. Yep. <laughs> so again, you got to bring something else to the table. To, huh? You got to bring something else to the table. Right. And that, this, you know, it's why, you know, casually dating, letting your guard down, having fluid conversations, finding where you click, finding where you match, appreciating where you start building commonalities. 
you, you, you can really build a powerhouse relationship much easier and quicker than trying to carry this this appeal, this look, this this act. Yeah. You know, people don't attach their loyalties to someone who acts like someone they're projecting to be. They attach their loyalties to the person that can that they know who they are, if that makes sense. Say it again. So, so if you're dating someone and you're putting on the facade, you know, the nice cars, the the suit, the job title, the status, people do not attach their personal loyalties and commitments to that artificial person. They attach it to the person under the suit, you know, who you really are. Yeah. Um, you know, you can't, you cannot build quality without authenticity i agree dude that was a like just so you know the way that you and i met i was i was doing this podcast that we're doing now when you joined me that first time i was doing this one and i wanted to keep it as authentic as possible all that stuff but i needed to find a way to make money like i had a few things that i thought i was going to be able to do that fell through and I had to find a way to fucking make money. That's where that business podcast came from. Because hmm. I was like, hey, the the business podcast, it's a service. My goal is to make it easier for people to uh, make video marketing content that they can use on social media. I just saw that it was working. So I made that to serve that purpose. But I, I was like, dude, I have to do a new one because I can't charge people to be on this podcast the second i charge people to be on like this podcast it's done like i can never i can never go to somebody and like ask for their real answer or how they really think about something if i have to fucking pretend not to ask a question if i'm with a certain guest or something because right. they paid me, like no fuck that, dude. I'd rather have right. I'd rather have five people listen to this shit than get fucking paid to do like my personal podcast. I may I may even go back and do another one of those in the future, like what I did. I would just do it slightly differently from the jump, but I would take payment for that because I view it as a service. But I will I'm not. I'm not doing that for this. It's just like the the authenticity is important. I don't want to overhype it because then everybody's like, you got to be authentic. And then they're saying it with like a Wyoming accent. It's like you went to Wyoming one fucking time. So you're not being authentic. But, you know, like I, I just don't want to uh, – y- you get what I'm saying. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you know – You know, even myself, you know, I have someone that you know from the past that, you know, this person sold herself in a limelight that wasn't true. And eventually the, the truth surfaced. Hmm. Okay. 
We'll have to talk. <laughs> you know we'll have to I'm talk talking. offline. You know who I'm talking about, but that's a prime example in itself. That blew up. The truth finally revealed itself. Mm. Um. So again, it, you know, it's just the importance of just being who you really are and letting people know who you really are versus who you want them to believe you are. Yeah. And, you know, that, that's why, you know, truer more is being built is to create more authentic, you know, connections, you know, like the ones that I've been lucky enough to establish by casual dating or just casually meeting friends um yeah you have that's uh yeah that's interesting because that's um it's a bigger reason to go do something like this other than just hooking up you got other potentials yeah so i can see that i I don't know. I'm just not in that mindset anymore. So I don't even think about this stuff. It doesn't have to be sexualized. Sure. Casual dating is, I mean, it can be anything you want. Yeah. And, you know, it can be casual friends, someone who gives you that companionship without the physical effect. It could, I mean, it could, you define that in what you're searching for. It doesn't have to be, you know, dirty, steamy, you know, whatever you want to imagine. Um, It just genuine, genuine connections, you know, bringing people together, whether it's friendships, relationships, or, you know, travel partners, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't have to be sexual. Right. If it does end up that way. Then, right. then it is what it is. Okay. I can see that. I can see how that can work for single people. And definitely some some married couples, I guess, if you hash that stuff out. But right. is but then it's like if I had if I was just telling my wife, like, yeah, I'm just uh I'm just going to play volleyball with a friend. <laughs> She'd be like, uh, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but I've like no, yeah, I don't have any desire to do that at this point. Like maybe when I was younger, sure, I didn't really get invited. But it doesn't have again. It doesn't have to be sexual. No, I I get it, but so, it it I wouldn't mean, have to be sexual. It would still be like as a married couple, it'd be like who's not we're both not down with that. So it's like right, we'd both be like, yo, what the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> are you going but to a so pool party you, with a bunch of dudes what the fuck is this about you got a fucking baby here what are you, what are you doing <laughs> right yeah I mean, but i see for single though because it doesn't have to be sex it can be like hey we'll meet up we'll go do whatever we'll go fucking bowling or something i like bowling you like bowling, but it, it's only on sexualized if you sexualize it. Yeah, that's true. It doesn't, you know, it like all that shit sexualized, like all How? Bumble and Tinder and all that shit. That's all sexualized. It's all about sex. Right. It's all, like all about hookups. That's why I but, thought that what you were doing was that. 
I just equated it to that. You like it's hard to meet good friends. It's gar- it's hard to meet people that are trustworthy. Yeah, yeah man, you know, especially so as you get older. It's like whether you're going to a networking event, you know, or you know, some sort of app that connects you with other people who are looking to extend their social circles of people who, you know, they feel good about having, you know, having being having in their circle to call their friend. You know, somebody you can hang out with, go get drinks with, go shoot the shit, go bitch about your day, go talk to someone who genuinely cares about the shitty day you had and will uh, listen and be there to walk you through, whether it's just blowing smoke or a challenging time. You know, fi- finding those connections is not easy. Certainly, certainly, so ones that you can trust. Yeah, the trust part is hard. Like, I don't have that many people that I like really trust. I have like a core handful of that I'm like, yeah, I would tell this person this shit. And like, even though I might be uncomfortable to do it, I know that they wouldn't take that and go fucking throw it in my face or something like right. that. Um. Yeah, we all need that one friend that we know we can count on. Yeah, you know, you when, need at when, least one, and they're going right. to be different people sometimes for different things. Right, but you still got to show up for that person. You know, right. like when they need it. It doesn't mean you have to be on the phone with them all the time. Oh, like right. making sure everything's perfect. Well, where where did they go last week? Oh my god, I don't even know where they went last week. Like, not that. It's more just like, hey, dude, I'm thinking about quitting my fucking job, and I want to kill somebody. Like, <laughs> dude, what the hell? What did you do? Right. Like, all right, dude, here's here's what here's what I did. It's not the perfect way, but like, here you go, man. This is the best that I can help with. It's like, all right. Thanks, dude. That was helpful. Like, that's cool to be able. Uh, I'm glad I have like friendships like that. You know, right? Like, I've been ghosting you, unfortunately, for a fucking month now. Not on purpose, <laughs> but just because I'm like, all right. I know I want to talk. I know I want to talk through some of this stuff with you, but like, I haven't had a good, clear chunk of time to do it where it would work. And I'm like, I have to just remember. So if I don't read a text message, it just reminded me to go back to that thing and like stay in touch. It's it's just kind of the season of fucking life I'm in right now. Just with a baby, <laughs> a new job, uh, getting this podcast launched again, making music. Uh, yeah, I guess you got a bunch of shit that's like moving it all forward. But I know, like, anytime I ask you something, you're like, here's fucking three TikTok videos. Check this out. I'm like, all right. (laughs) 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 So I, it's, that's, I feel like that's, I don't know, that's cooler than us being like calling each other every day, be like, oh my God, did you see this? Did you see that? Like, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm very, yeah, you know, I, 
being a business owner and being analytical and having a mind that requires information and a lot of it, you know, your, your mind is always searching for opposition. Whenever there's something being told, you're trying to dissect it and pull it apart and find holes that you can drive a dump truck through. <laughs> you know, and yeah. Sharing videos and sharing information and, you know, sharing links. You know, we don't live in a world where, you know, truth is volunteered. We live in a world where now we have to go looking for it to get it. Dude. That's what drove me nuts over the past few years when you and I, like when you started telling me all this different stuff was going on, I, you know, what bothered me the most about it was that I couldn't go to the news to find some sort of truth that I could go look for. I would literally have to go to fucking conspiracy theory videos and try to suss out what might be correct. And then try to look some of that stuff up and, like, find truth in it. And that was, like, the mechanism for how I had to figure out what was actually going on through this whole thing. Because, I don't know, it just drove me nuts that, like, all these guys can just make shit up. And then everybody's like, they barely made stuff up. And you just like, yo. All right. Yo, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like, there's all this footage of them saying this one thing, and then now they're saying this, and they're like, "We, you know, guys, we never said that." <laughs> it's like, here is the video of you saying that. And they're like, "That is, we that didn't happen. We never said that." And they're like, "What the fuck, dude? What are these people talking about?" Well. So what I'm about to say isn't a left versus right thing. It's and it's everything you were told America is versus where America is going. So you know, there is a president in two thousand eight that revised a bill called the Smith Munn Modernization Act. What that allowed news outlets and other media businesses to do is propagandize the narrative, the truths, spin the truths, um, all the meanwhile making it perfectly legal to lie to the American people. Um, I believe in 1948 is when the Smith-Mund Act Mund. was enacted which made it illegal to lie to the United States um, you know so a lot of narratives and a lot of lies and bullshit have spun off since the president in 2008 okay so just for so people know because I'm I, this is kind of my first time actually diving into this the Smith Mundt M-U-N-D-T Act also known as the Information an Educational Exchange Act of 1948 specifies the terms in which the U.S. government can engage in public diplomacy. And uh, one of its provisions was the creation of an information service to disseminate abroad information about the U.S., its people, and policies. Okay. Oh, the original version of the act 
prohibited domestic dissemination of materials produced by such programs. Okay, that's the caveat. So it was amended in 2012. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all know who was president during that time. Impossible for some materials created to be... St- Whoa. Whoa. Okay. All right. Let's read the rest of this. The Smith Month <laughs> Modernization Act of 2012 amended the act to authorize the Secretary of State and the Broadcasting Board of Governors to provide for the preparation and dissemination of information intended for foreign audience abroad about the U.S., including about its people, its history, and the federal government's policies through press, publications, radio, motion pictures, the Internet, other such information, media, including social media, and through info info centers and instructors. All right, here's the kicker, though. All right, I see why you keep sending me these fucking videos, dude. The amendment made it possible... For some materials created by the U.S. Agency for Global Media, the nation's foreign broadcasting agency, to be disseminated in the U.S. Huh. I wonder... <laughs> hey, Brett, why would why would somebody want to repeal something like that? Well, <laughs> it's a loaded question. <laughs> if you hate having a nation that's free and can challenge in the citizenry that can challenge its governments and its narrative, you know, what better way to manipulate and create legal loopholes to counter challenge and shut anyone up who doesn't want you questioning them. Okay. So that's why if you're, when there's a big story going on, you ever flip channel by channel by channel by channel by channel, and it's word for word for word for word for word? No, but They're I've seen that compilation script. video. It's because all it's these all scripts. Yeah, well, it's all these scripts. All these news companies, the local news companies, have been bought up by just a small handful of companies. Mm-hmm. So it's just the same fucking message like, over and over. Those, right. those compilation They're, things are nuts. They're pushing, they're pushing the agenda. They're pushing the narrative. I mean, it, not to go over the edge here, but you know, whenever there has been a situation with a gun crisis, you know, a, a gun situation, you know, if it's someone taking someone's life or you know, a tragic public shooting, you know, they every time it's the the narrative is always blaming the gun. The gun is the bad guy. Mm-hmm. But, you know, until we start blaming the individual that decided to commit those actions, you know, you're never going to, you're never going to have anything better. You know, I, I used to live up in the Northeast and there was this, there was something that happened at a, uh, at a Shaw's and, there is a, this grand, this seventy-some-odd-year-old grandmother that walked into Shaw's, and this forty, fifty-year-old who looked like a cokehead from a distance, 
my grandmother looked at her the wrong way. So the lady goes into the knife section, takes a, a steak knife off off the shelf, and slices the le- the woman's throat in the store. Um, oh. You know, so whether you drive a vehicle through a crowd of people, use a gun, use a steak knife, or even a fucking butter knife, man. Yeah. If someone wants to kill someone, it's not the inanimate object. It's the person deciding to commit those actions. And what government's not going to tell you is that it's a mental health issue. It's not, it's not an ob- objective issue. It's a mental health issue. But politicians don't want to discuss that because if they provide solutions, then they don't have jobs. They don't have significance anymore. Problem solved. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But again, this circles back to the narrative, the bullshit the media constantly pushes. Um, so do you think that that's true of all politicians or it's just become like a, a, a overwhelming majority are like that now? I think the class of politicians, both left and right, have turned our country into a business for themselves. Okay. I think that's true. And is that, is that all, or is that just a large amount of them? Well, there's certainly difference differences between people who, you know, the younger Congress that has stepped in like Lauren Boebert, um, Mallory Taylor green, to name a few, you know, the younger and newer up-and-coming Congress is a breath of fresh air in comparison to the Mitt Romneys, the John Kerrys, who were flying around on private jets meanwhile your little Toyota Yaris is killing the planet, according to their narrative. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah, that is pretty pretty frustrating. (laughs) You know, it... There's a difference in political class, people who care about the America we leave behind for our children and grandchildren and friends and so on, um, versus the ones that have just figured out a way how to, how to get kickbacks and never have to lift a finger in life. Um, you know, let's talk, you know, touch on wars a little bit. You know, when you use tanks and weaponry and artillery and Blackhawks and missiles and bombs, all of that has to get replaced at some point. Well, here comes Congress who votes to replenish the stock, which any country needs to stay current and adequate, you know, status quo to remain safe. But the business in the Hey Me Too movement, politicians who vote to spend the money on these things get kickbacks and they also get kickbacks when countries vote to go to war. Yep. Well, we know about the kickbacks that are like, Hey, um, come do a speaking engagement at our business. And, you know, I know you charge $350,000 for these speaking engagements, right? Like, right. That's what your rate is, right? Mm -hmm. That's my rate. Right. Okay, perfect. Well, 
we're really looking forward to having you speak and we'll announce it in a year or something like that. Like, or, hey, you should write a book. We're going to buy X amount of hundreds of thousands of copies and you're going to do this, right? Like, <laughs> right. Right. Okay. So like there's, <laughs> there's that. So that, that stuff's kind of been more obvious and people are like, yo, what the fuck? Right. Like this Supreme court judge, I haven't been following this thing, but it's like, Hey, why is this guy buying you a house? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you're not, not to get too, um, too into what's hot and what's not, but you know, look at the vaccines. And I'm going to preface this by saying, like, if you genuinely, if you genuinely got the vaccine because you were concerned for your health, like, God bless you, like, that was your decision to make. If you got it because government told you to, well, then you're stuck with the same government that said, hey, the world is overpopulated. We need to depopulate, but take this vaccine to stay alive. <laughs> like they're completely contradicting narratives. Yeah. And, and I have friends that have that got vaccinated and I I don't judge them. I don't care. It's God bless you for making the decision you made. But pick pick a side. Because you can't, you know, the people that are handing you out these vaccines are the same ones that are saying we need to depop depopulate by like seven and a half billion people. <laughs> so all right so where where does that where does this depopulation thing come from inability for central government control the government cannot control you know the government cannot control billions of people they can only control let's say 500 million people Okay. You know, so you need okay. to depopulate and have a manageable number of citizens across the globe. So, the okay. that- so I've heard about this, like that theory that it's 500 million and that's like how much that's like the sustainable amount on planet Earth or something like that. I mean, Bill Gates has said it out of the the guy's own mouth. Yeah, no, no, it's and it's <laughs> it's a it's a written thing, right? So like it it's something yeah. that somebody wrote in the seventies. All right, so right. what it what so where does this number come from when people talk about like depopulation? Because I don't know if I fully, I don't know what to think about it. I'm not I'm not sold on. It's definitely happening. I'm not sold on that it's not. I just don't know what to think about. Okay, so... Hey, you need to tell me how to think. Tell me how to think, Brett. (laughs) Well... I mean, you know... You know, government... That's too deep. <laughs> um, you know, people. Everything is a business. War is a business. Government is a business. 
big pharma is a business. You know, you look at some recent content that has come out on dandelion, for example, dandelion juice. Um, you know, it's something you grow in your garden. It's something that can strengthen, holistically strengthen your heart valves. Well, that doesn't profit big pharma. Big pharma only profits from causing a problem and then selling a solution. True. So if you're a big pharma owner or any pharmaceutical owner, your goal is not to cure people because curing you doesn't make you money. Having, having customers makes you money. So taking a step further into marijuana, for example, it's naturally earth grown. It, marijuana in the correct case studies has been monumental in people with anxiety, people with depression, people with, in, with seizures, with pain, with inflammation, so, yeah. so many things. You know, when you, but the government, you know, when I say government, I mean the pup, you know, the puppet masters like the Rothschilds, the Rockefellers, the, the Bilderbergs, you know, all of them, they don't profit if you can grow it, if you can sustain it and manage it and have it without them as a third party intermediary, then they don't make money. Okay. Okay. So why would they want you to turn to a natural remedy? Why would they want you to turn to something that naturally grows in the earth? <laughs> you know, I mean, it, so, you know, looking yeah, at, okay. I mean, I, I am a holistic, a holistic doctor that I go to more than my own MD. You know, I, yeah, I feel like so I feel like holistic I feel like holistic stuff is a better overall way to live in on a day-to-day level. Like that stuff makes sense when you're overall relatively healthy like live more in that way because you can prevent stuff. You don't have to be constantly on medicine, all that kind of stuff. It's more like the doctors who are like MDs, all that kind of stuff. Right. It, that's Hey, I'm like really fucked up right now. I can't, I can't shake this after five days. I kind of had a fever for like a few days, just this right. low grade fever. Like, what's going on? Okay, let's take a look. Here's what we know is going on. Boom, boom, boom. We'll give you this. You know, we're gonna pretty much blast your immune system for the next week, but it will clear this up. You know, like I view it so- for that stuff, but on a day to day, like. Don't don't just rely on a pill to make you feel healthier. Like actually make real changes, you know? Like eat better mm. and take right. vitamins and shit. Like I Well don't I, eat better because then you're not gonna be eating Bill Gates's, you know, pesticides on the you know, US food vegetation. You know, yeah. look at people in India who on record, by the way have lived to like 137 years old still cleans cooks 
self-sufficient, but we're over in the United States dying at 63, calling 63, 65 a good life. No, absolutely not. Yeah, dude. It's how many chemicals, a lot of little adds up. Oh, dude, it's so a like ton of little. So like the fluoride in your toothpaste. It's a ton of little. Right. Yeah. Take the fluoride in your toothpaste, for example. How much fluoride do you think you can actually consume until your heart just fucking stops? One pound it's of fluoride. Chassis fluoride. You know, one one pound, one right. liquid so, pound of fluoride in a smoothie. You know, because it potassium chloride is in a lot of different household items, a lot of consumables, mm-hmm. ingestibles. What is it? Potassium chloride. Chloride. Yes. What is potassium that? Potassium chloride stops your heart. Um, in enough quantity. Yes. Potassium chloride. All right, let me write this down. You know, fluoride is also in its own way dangerous as well. Um, I saw some study from like 1918 or something like that that was saying they did this study and then it changed like the color of people's teeth and shit. Like if it was like, so like rotting or something. And in some ways I'm going to fuck up your mind when I'm about to say what I'm about to say. All right. So, All right. You go in the body wash section of the men's aisle. You get all the shampoos, the body washes, the axes, the, the head and shoulder, you know, all that, all this, all these things that they call, you know, soap. How much antiseptic chemical, you know, the, what you're supposed to refer to as soap, how much antiseptic chemical is in there versus a giant Tide Pod of smell good? Uh, I'd so, imagine they're probably pretty similar. Like if you just went and got like a one of these popular deodorants or a popular body wash that you don't think anything of, that shit's loaded with chemicals. Right. Yeah. No, dude. I. You ever yeah. notice when you use a soap too much, your chest gets itchy or you have a skin irritation? Yeah, I used to get that real early on. I used to uh, get like <laughs> – I used Old Spice. I love the smell of Old Spice. I still like that smell. But I did, mm-hmm. it would just I would break out. My back would fucking light up, like right. even more than it already does. I was like, "Yo, what the fuck is going on?" And then eventually, after I started dating my wife, she was like, she looked at all that stuff and was like, "Hey, this stuff's pretty bad for you." I'm like, "Oh yeah, that makes sense." I fucking I start I used that, and then it made my skin hurt. And fucking bleed right. and shit. <laughs> so it's not more? that much of a leap for me. Body wash is not not much more than a fucking Tide Pod or laundry detergent. I mean, you think you're washing and cleaning your clothes when you use laundry detergent, but again, it's another smell good. I keep hearing, I keep seeing people saying you shouldn't. You shouldn't uh, use like some product if you couldn't eat it. And I'm like, I get what they're saying because it's like your skin, you want it to be healthy, but like, you wouldn't really eat 
like I don't want to eat hair gel. <laughs> you know, like yeah. I don't know. You know, it's we everything has been rigged against us and you know, some people hang their hat on that capitalism is bad. And it's not. Capitalism keeps people honest. However, bad actors in this entire dynamic, because you got bad doctors too. Like you got bad yep. cops. You got bad you got bad something. It doesn't mean it's all bad. When it's managed and there's checks and balances on everything, and it keeps everyone honest and you know their integrity in check. When you have fear of consequences, everything works beautifully. Yeah. You know, it's these runaway corporations, these politicians drunk at the wheel with spending and a plethora of other things that are not living. (laughs) You know, Congress gets these amazing health benefits because they set the rules for the insurance companies. So it's, you're going, you know, you're going to give us a rate as Congress. But we'll let you charge the American people and stick it up their ass as much as you want. You yeah, know, three I mean, thousand a month for a family plan and an eight hundred dollar copay at the end of the week. That sounds <laughs> that sounds fair. You're blowing this out of proportion, dude. <laughs> they you know, need everything... they need therapy. They need therapy after the unspeakable event, dude. Dude, those guys at, went in there with zip ties, in. dude. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I don't want to fucking hear it. <laughs> look what's happening in Maui. You, anyone? Right. What? What's going on in Maui, dude? I, it's like, fuck, man. It sucks to see all that shit going on. Like, that's a lot of people, dude. That's a lot anyone? of fucking kids. That's a lot of. That's a lot of fucked up stuff happening. To anyone a lot who of thinks people, that. Dude. Anyone who thinks that everything that has happened is all natural and it's all climate change, all this bullshit. You know, the U.S. Navy has something called, an, it's an electric rail gun. And the, the rail gun shoots a bolt of energy. It can blow out asteroids. It can take out a full, you know, commercial airliner. It can do anything. It, it'll fuck shit up <laughs> so okay you know, when you look at what's going on in the news you know how oprah winfrey doesn't have a lick of ash on her grass <laughs> you know but all the middle class and all the other citizenry well their houses are burnt into the fucking ground yep you know it's the same bullshit when pelosi was trying to get the Republicans to wear masks on that side of the house because this supposed, you know, virus, it was so smart. It knew what side of the building to stay on. Shut up. Just shut up. You know, you're, you're saying these natural fires were so smart. It knew whose property to burn and who's not to like, no. Yeah. That's not how this works. (laughs) What do you mean? Furthermore, you have boats sitting, boats floating in the water, surrounded by water that also burns. 
Well, the last time I checked, I didn't burn water. You know, in no, here, here dude, boats arrive, go on, No, boats go on fire all the time. Okay. It's, How? Dude, How? Because there are so dude. No, there are so many ways that boats can catch on fire. Like you can have an electrical fire. You can have things pop up like along those lines. Maui, in the same area. No, uh, what I'm saying, like for boats to catch on fire, that shit happens frequently. Like I just think that that's not an indicator that something was but amiss. I feel okay, like that so how also happens. How do you explain Utah on fire? How do you explain Canada on fire? How do you explain the other countries that are on fire right now? Because they've gone from, from global warming to climate change to now global boiling. Are they saying They're global using... boiling now? <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck, dude. We're you boiling. Know. Oh, shit. <laughs> All right, dude. All right, we got you know, we got to wrap this up, dude. I can't get I'm, – I'm fucking – I can't get boiled right now. I gotta go be with my family. <laughs> they're they're using direct energy weapons to light pro, light certain targeted areas on fire. All right, so which makes you call into question go ahead. the Australian fire. What was artificial versus an act of God? And you have to carry that back through every major event, including the California wildfires. So you have to question everything. I do question everything, and the only like so. When I first heard this energy ray, I was like, fucking no. Like, enough. Okay. Definitely Tell not. me how the billionaires' homes didn't fucking burn down. Man. I don't I don't know how that happened. Because so, the citizens that live there refuse to sell their properties to property developers. I would not so be surprised if, you, if something along those lines was a motivator. All I'm saying is for that laser beam, I initially wrote it off as complete horseshit. And then I think probably one of the videos that you sent me had a plane with like a dome thing on the front. And I'm like, yep. Okay. This looks like it's fucking made up. So I had tried I finding it. it and I found it. You know where I found it? Twitter. No, I found it on Boeing's website. It was on their website. <laughs> that picture came from their website. That did not come from like some other random place it was on their site directly i was like what the fuck i'm looking at a sales sheet literal sales sheet for a energy weapon that can be attached to the front of a like a 737 i'm like are what am i looking at right here and i like double check the url i'm like yeah this is their website what wait what and and that was when i was like all right i don't know i don't know what to think anymore <laughs> so right it, i don't know so so i i'm saying i don't know about if this was the cause i'm saying i think it's more than likely that they exist in some capacity even if it's like uh, experimental thing because I found a sales sheet on their website. Um, the cut sheet, the submittal, the product data submittal. Exactly. Like, yeah, basically, here's what this thing does, you know, in a, like a sales marketing thing. Like, right. Here's our brochure. 
it's there's so much satanical shit that government has done you know I mean, I would love for someone to explain to me how the billionaire homes are in perfect condition. The grass is green as green fucking gets. But everyone else, their homes are gone. So you're also seeing. Are you seeing this in, are you seeing this in like TikTok videos or on YouTube or something? Where are you seeing that? Certainly not the news because the news is never going to tell you the truth. So where are you seeing that stuff? You know, some of it's TikTok videos, you know, live, you know, some of it's live streams, some of it's, I mean, that's what Donald Trump was trying to drive home to everybody. The media is the enemy of the people because they're lying to us. So you look at Canada when, you know, that China puppet over there was, you know, saying that, you know, the protesters were burning buildings down and they were violent, but yet some old lady pulls up a, a TikTok live and it's, you know, all these people are Christmas caroling in the streets, dancing with each other. What the uh, <laughs> like, truckers thing? Yeah. Dude, those people were out of control. They, they needed to be they were really violent. They needed, <laughs> dude, they were wild. They needed to be fucking dealt with. <laughs> I know, approve so- of what Trudeau did. <laughs> I stand with Justin Trudeau. <laughs> You know, you, you know, you, you, you know, so these, you know, TikTok has been the reason, I mean, it's the reason why politicians want to shut down TikTok is because the global populace, the global citizens are sharing information with each other, circumventing and bypassing their media system of control, mm-hmm. their narrative generator. If they can't spin it, they can't tell it. They can't convince you that some bullshit is happening. So is this uh, so I've been trying to figure this out about TikTok is TikTok a platform of freedom or is TikTok also another company that's fucking spying on you all the time Okay so everything you've heard about TikTok is complete and utter bullshit you know the security breaches you know the spying all this shit so Everyone's internet is super cheap because of what's called cookies. Cookies in your browser. Cookies track your sites that you visit, the stores you go to, the products you view. All of which ends up being sold for analytical data that offsets your internet cost. Okay. So I could go online right now and buy consumer analytics of 50,000 people if I want to on my debit card. So it's not like some scary, you know, TikTok app is stealing your data. I can go get that data myself. They're using that as the public justification to build a momentum of being against TikTok because, well, if you're a politician, you can't control the narrative and the story and people can share information without you. You've lost control. Mm. Okay. So that's why they don't want you to have TikTok. They don't want you to have live streaming services. They don't want you to be on a platform where the world can share information and share truths. Okay, but the 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 same kind of people you're describing, I would imagine, are running things like YouTube or 
Instagram or right, which is why you have fact checkers, which didn't exist until yeah. But they they also have live <laughs> capabilities. That's like a big thing they promote. Right, but everyone knows that Facebook is in the government's pocket. Look at what's come out in federal court in Boston about orders that you know under under oath, mind you. You know the orders that Facebook, as an organization, was getting from the government. Oh yeah, dude, I, I'm in agreement there. It's, Facebook owns Instagram. Yeah, Facebook owns Instagram. I think Facebook was initially created by, or just like right after something with DARPA or something. I can't. Right. I don't know the exact details. I've, but something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and then you look at what happened with the laptop stuff it's like right okay okay i guess maybe i could could see maybe if you would like give that information up to the fbi or the cia but but also what you did what (laughs) (laughs) you know they they built all these hypes on social media to be able to throttle back search data also. Okay. So prime example is, so let's take Google, for example. Um, if you Google Cuba, you're going to see all these beautiful buildings, all this wonderful dream unicorn piss fucking landscape. Yep. But then you go on YouTube and you find there's a video of these three or four guys, you know, they visited Cuba. They thought they were going to go to this beautiful atmosphere, you know, this wonderful country. And it's an absolute shithole. What you see online with social media, major search engines, you are only seeing what they want you to see. Okay. And I've been in tech for over 10 years, so I'm not... I'm not flipping burgers at Burger King and spewing bullshit. Like, I know this because <laughs> I have lived it. I've been in it over a decade. I okay. am qualified to say the things that I'm saying right now. So, you know, again, what it about? Goes, huh? Mm, never mind. Never mind. Sorry. Keep going. <laughs> no, what is it? No, I was just going to ask about uh, what the hell is I going to ask about? Uh, never mind. Keep going. It's it's just, it's all a lie, and I I can I could go very very deep, which would probably be on a level where no one no one can fathom going right now. But we got <laughs> um, why not? Let's go there. So look at. All right, so you, anyone, anyone with the automotive sense, anyone with the automotive sense has heard or knows to be true that there was someone that built a hydro-powered engine. You know, car, you know, water, H2O, and carbonation. Carbonation being the combustible. Um, they killed him because that guy drove something like 700 miles on a tank of water. Really? You know, yeah. So is is this one of these Okay, I think I may have heard this. I never know what if what's What would true. the oil industry do if you could go to your kitchen sink and fill up your car for the week? <laughs> <laughs> right? Nothing. No. I don't see why they would think that's a problem at all. 
<laughs> so, you know, look at what, you know, when you have these, these false, you know, unqualified companies like the World Economic Forum, the World Health Organization, um, you know, NATO and all this other bullshit. You look at, you know, they're trying to sell everyone on a, on a scarcity basis, a limited natural resources. Um, you know, I think there was a country, uh, Uganda maybe, in the last two years, I found over like a trillion dollars in gold in their country. Well, what does that do to the price of gold, the value of gold? If you just create a trillion more in wealth than gold, that just dropped the price of gold. So areas like you, like you cannot walk into Antarctica freely. Like you got to get a permit, you got to get passes, you got to go through a whole process to go there. So what are they hiding? How much more oil actually exists in Antarctica that they don't want us to know? Because if we found all this mass land of oil and other natural resources, what would they do if gas went to back to 28 cents a gallon? But what about like what about people drilling in the U.S. and all that stuff now? Like that's I know some people try to shut that down, but a lot of people do try to do it. Well, you know, here's where you know oversized government comes in with all their three-letter acronym agencies that just interfere and get in the way and add bureaucracy. You know, with the leases and the permits and their, you know, the EPA requirements. Because what all that, you know, the government has really done is take these, what they project as third party independent agencies from them. They have these agencies like the FBI and, you know, the EPA and the FDA. They, they have all these agencies do their dirty bidding and say, look, we didn't have anything to do with this. This was this was the FDA's decision. And in, in the public sense of accountability, it clears them of the wrongdoing. So when you're talking about you know drilling and th- you know those things, they do that same effect with the EPA, setting impossible and impractical standards and requirements for drilling, where then companies that want to drill and want to help create you know, our own energy cannot cost effectively or efficiently do it, in which case, what's the point? So then it's left to just a handful. Who right. can? You know, look what's happened. Look at the articles that have come out about the contaminated gas from Sitco that sells fuel to brands like 7-Eleven. You know, in, in the last 48 hours, there's been all kinds of videos and content around how they contaminated the fuel, putting diesel inside of gasoline. So if the government can't shut off your, your gas combustible engine because you're not buying onto the electric vehicle bullshit, they just ruin your vehicle. Well, what does that do to you economically? Because they've already destroyed the money system. It's only a matter of time before the banks collapse overnight across the world. It's already happened and happening. But it, th- this is, again, we correlate this to Maui. 
this is another another government action that is being betrayed to hurt America. How do you control a populace that can say, fuck you, I'm keeping my gas vehicle, I'm keeping my money, I'm keeping my business, and you're not going to say a fucking thing about it? Well, you hit them where it hurts. You know, you cost them a $12,000 engine. You debase their currencies, destroy their money, destroy the purchasing power of the dollar. Cause all these requirements to, you know, look at the the movie uh, Sound of Freedom. You got couples that are walking out of AMC theater saying they left the lights on, they shut the AC off. You know, this is them not wanting you to find the truth. Because when you go looking for the truth, and you will find it if you look deep enough, they get exposed. The illusion. Everything has been built on illusion, from the illusion to, you know, and not I'm not discrediting some amazing modern pharmaceuticals that has helped people. Not all pharmaceutical is bad. However, what they've done in the most recent years is absolute corrupt, satanical, on the worst biblical levels. Yeah. So, you know, you, every, just everything from the money, from the food, from energy, from pharmaceutical, everything's a lie. Everything's an illusion. Everything is an illusion to keep you working longer, paying your taxes, complying and not saying, just shutting up. Do what you're told and don't ask questions. And this, again, is not a right versus left or, you know, I'm very passionate around these subjects, which is why I have a lot of tone in what I'm saying. But it's not it's not a left versus right thing. It's, you know, the left suffers just as much as the right when we start segregating and taking people's rights away. Meanwhile, that's because you you know, something that's overly needed is unity. You know, it doesn't matter what political party you pride yourself on. It doesn't matter your skin color. It doesn't matter it. You know, if we don't all unite and stand together, no one's going to be free. And what criminal turns themselves in? They're not, you're not going to get these government gangsters to stop stop criminalizing the system against us. You know, people have to stand together and fight back. And I mean, what, what happens? What happens when your debit card stops working? The bank shut down. It's not, you know, the World Economic Forum has already set a narrative that, you know, this global crisis or global hack nonsense is going to happen. You know, it, it's their way of normalizing that overnight the financial system is going to turn into CBDC, which is central bank digital currency. Yeah, I keep hearing about this. I, I... Which got a lot of push public pushback, by the way, 
and they branded, uh, rebranded CBDC as FedNow. Just like they rebranded oh. communism, communism as liberals. Liberal is just a different subject, a different name to call communism. Total government utopia. So, so, oh, okay, yeah. So FedNow, I heard about that after I started hearing about these CBDCs. Okay. Like Fed now, here's our instant payment method type thing. Like you can access it twenty four seven, just like crypto. Right. Okay. So the Fed would be the middleman in these transactions, essentially. It is now. But there's too many third party like state state government, the state courts, the state financial charters, the licensing board. You know, the House of Representatives, the Senate, you know, there's middlemen in all of this that prevent the globalists from control controlling the money supply directly. The money supply, you know, like how you use your card, how you get to spend your money without being restricted. Um, you know, CBDC takes all those middlemen away and puts the people that have corrupted the world in the driver's seat of your financial freedom. Yeah. Because if you can create something like that and it comes from a single place, then you can kind of dictate how it's rolled out. However, shittily that will definitely be... (laughs) Right. You know, you buy too much meat, buy too much ammo, buy a gun, put something online against their narrative. They can just shut you out of your money. Which I think and, is ultimately a good thing. Like we saw that with Alex Jones. I think ultimately that was a good thing. He needed to be stopped. And I'm I'm just thankful they took that from him. All right. But bad actors under the guise of something good can be just as used just as much for evil no i'm just fucking with you no i 100 percent agree <laughs> no it's it's uh they don't want listen you cannot take over the world if you have a country that's the shining beacon on the hill and that's america you cannot convince the world that the world needs communism and government total government control and decision power if you have a country that's thriving and prospering without that Without that infrastructure, dude, I I agree. Let me get, let me give you a give it up for you right there. <laughs> oh my god, that's you know I know we right jumped on a lot of different subjects, but you know there, there's people need to people need to move outside their comfort zones. People need to start questioning and challenging the status quo. And until we start inspecting to expect, not much is going to change. Yeah, I, I think, and I think that that's kind of becoming more and more obvious to people is that recently we've kind of outsourced a lot of our thinking about most important things. And so we haven't been, uh, excuse me. We haven't been actually exercising that 
ability. Right. Some people have, but um, I don't know. It's almost like you know, it, we've accepted that the presidential election <laughs> is like a popularity contest. That's very weird. Okay. The last five decades of presidents, at least, has been a selection, not an election. I, now, I, I have a hard time believing that, but it's becoming easier and easier to kind of believe it. But, okay. Okay, so you can find videos online of senators and other government bureaucrats talking about how they've wanted to take down the dollar. I mean, you can literally find them bragging about the devaluation of the dollar because if your dollar is devalued and you have to work two jobs, three jobs, four jobs, you have to work until your fucking heart kicks out, you know, no more retirement, no more enjoying the third quarter of your life, you know, you just keep like a good little boy, keep paying your taxes, keep paying your government dues while they spend and re reroute all of your money to themselves. I don't see like the this... <laughs> Yeah, who would? <laughs> um, you know, but that's how you get, you know, so back to the presidential thing. Look at look at the Bushes. What did they actually do for America? The Patriot Act, which is a total absurd violation of your personal sovereignty and financial independence, yep. your privacy, your your liberties. How many times do you open an online account and it'll say, "Have you ever owned any of these three vehicles, or have you ever been associated with any of these following addresses?" Yeah, that's always um, a little spooky. How do you know that? Why do you know that? Yeah. Because you as government, it's not your job to know shit about me. It's my job to know what you're doing and what you're up to with my money. That's, uh, yeah. you know. Yeah, you kind of, you remember those things are always creepy when it happens. And you're like, how the fuck do you know this? But then you kind of just forget about it and you go on doing whatever you were doing. You know you can't walk into Walgreens anymore and get a a blanket loaded gift card like an anonymous debit card you have to attach your social security to it what so we go with the patriot act again oh yeah so you can't buy a hundred dollar prepaid card you cannot spend that card until you the receiver attaches their social security number to it when did that happen? The Patriot Act. I, but that, I don't know. I've used some of those cards before. Yeah, and, so have I in the last three months, and that's how I know that. For some cy- cybersecurity project I was hired for. Mm-hmm. So. All right, so that's not since the Patriot Act, because the Patriot Act happened like a few, I don't know, almost like two decades. No, Bush did the Patriot Act. What also Bush did, he also implemented all the the monthly monthly maintenance fees and overdraft fees in the banking system. 
I don't see a problem with those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can't keep $100 in your account, but they can, you know, gouge you 35 bucks in overdraft, right? Because that makes perfect sense. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what have they... What have they talked about? The average American doesn't have $1,000 for an emergency? Well, if the government stopped printing and debasing everyone's currency and stopped spending for, you know, how to get a, a black ant to run on a fucking treadmill, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars in research on bullshit just to spend money and cause inflation. And I'm going to follow that up to when the first stimulus bill the first or second one, Pelosi wanted to send $200 million to the Art Center for this supposed, you know, pandemic. What is an Art Center doing with public funds in the quote-unquote health crisis? What is an Art Center going to do? Because what really happened, and this is how all politicians whitewash money and re- redirect money to themselves, is... Pelosi LLC invoices the art center for $25 million for consultancy services. And now the art center paying a private contractor, the private contractor being Pelosi LLC doesn't have to abide by a FOIA request, which is the freedom of information act. They pay, they hired us. Here's what we charge them for consultancy. What do you want me to tell you? I'm a private company. I can set my own prices. They knew the price they hired me. Oh. And that's how they whitewash the money and keep it legal. But it's our taxpayer dollars that are getting kickbacks themselves. And that's how, you know, at one point, like the Clintons didn't have more than 20 grand in their pocket. <laughs> you know, what yeah. they're worth up to now. Yeah, well, and there's all kinds of ways that they do it. Like I've even heard of uh, people buying land in certain spots and then oh, hey, we need to build this road here, this main road. It happens to go through this property that I own, and right. I'm going to need a premium for this lot. No problem, sir. I think that sounds like a fantastic deal. Okay, let's get it built. <laughs> you know, it, the whole system needs to be flushed down the toilet. Not capitalism, but the government bureaucrat, the overarching, oversized government. What do you think? What do you think about RFK? RFK. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. What's oh. your thoughts on him? Him as a, a Democratic, uh, a Democrat presidential candidate. I get sure. As like a I think person. it's a waste of time. I think it's a waste of time, and here's why. Your mayors, your police chief, your school superintendents, your governors, you know, your local municipalities, your councilmen, your school principals. There, there's too much corruption and dirty dealings in the Democrat Party to recover by one person. Oh, I'm not talking about recovering the Democratic Party. I don't give a fuck about the party. I'm talking about uh, impact on the country. I don't... 50 years ago, you didn't give a shit who was president because their morals and their values, like small government, pro-people, less tax, you know, they, they weren't... 
they were not so deranged from each other. So back then, you didn't give a flying fuck who won. Yeah. Because it didn't matter. Because there was honesty. There was values there. I I don't know, dude. I think that people have been lying and making shit up for a while. Right. But look at the extreme that it's I guess in comparison. Yes. Yeah. There was always dirty dealings. However, it's just in your face now. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and you are the subject of the dealing. Right. You know, if you wouldn't, if you would not allow a criminal to kick down your door right now and steal what you have in your home or, you know, harm your family in one way and or another, why are you allowing government to do it? Debasing your currency, making your money worth less, spending your tax dollars that don't represent you as the citizens. Because that's taxation without representation. True. You know, you look at yeah. You know, in the financial the financial conversation is a much deeper conversation for another day. But you know, you look at how since seventy two, when Nixon finished us off on the gold standard, it became a who could print the fastest. You know, in year 2000, in Y2K, the country was in $200 billion in debt. How many several trillions are we now? We're 20-something, <laughs> right? It's in the 30s. It's in the 30s now. Beautiful. You know, so when you're done, you know, the financial services, the fin- you know, the fiat dollar, the dollar is a scam. Here's why. Because you... you so a private company manages the money supply throughout the entire world. And, you know, that's the private Western central bank, which is the Rothschilds and Rockefellers and all those corrupt families. Um, when you, if you look in your online account, you know, it might say you have a half a million dollars in your account. It might look like you can spend a half a million dollars in your account. But when you take that half a million and throw it, a gu- throw it up against an asset that you want to buy, say a home, you know, the real value, you know, when, when you have inflation, which is too much fiat dollars in, in circulation, that's what causes inflation, you know, that half a million dollars is re- really worth a quarter million. 140,000. So, you know, that's how, whether they come to you at gunpoint and take your money from you, or they blindly, for lack of financial literacy, make your money by absolutely fucking nothing. The end result means less in your pocket, less prosperity for you, less quality of life for you. Harder financial financial hardships for you. Meanwhile, they're living high off the fucking tip. They being the government bureaucrats. Tell me how these public servants have all these private jets and all these several multi-million dollar homes. 
Go ahead. I'll wait. <laughs> you know, Pelosi uses her husband as you know a, a legalized pawn to say, "Oh, he has investments." Yeah, making some trades. Right. It's all bullshit. It's just a, a disguise to keep them, you know, because they don't teach financial literacy in schools anymore. It's just a, a, a disguise to keep you financially illiterate and stupid and ignorant. Because if you don't understand how the money system works, you can't understand how they're using it to leverage in their in their benefit. Dude, let's do that. All right. I think this was a good this was a good first talk on this. Let's fucking let's do this again. Let's dive into yeah. that piece. So for next time, what are what do we need to what do we need to hit on? The financial piece. The financial system. Um you know, clear clear the air with, you know, all the the boogeyman around Bitcoin, you know, the truth about it. Crypto Brett. Um, Coming out. (laughs) (laughs) You know where that name came from? What? Crypto Brett. Crypto Brett, no. I've been calling you Crypto (laughs) Brett for... I don't know, pretty close to when we met initially. And um, mm-hmm. the reason I called you that is because at the time when I met you, I I knew like four different Bretts. I have a friend that's named Brett that I've been friends with for a long time. And then I met mm-hmm. you, and then I met another guy who might have been a customer. Then I met somebody else. Yeah, another guy named Brett. So mm-hmm. when I was telling these stories, my wife was like, which Brett is this? I'm like, Crypto Brett. Okay, got it. <laughs> <laughs> but, all right, dude, let's do this. We'll do this again because I want to, um, yeah, I want to do this again. So uh, let me wrap this up and then you and I will yep. talk, line off, uh, talk offline after this. But um, everybody, thank you for listening. Hey, I we actually want to hear what you have to say about this, whether you think we're full of shit or if you have questions or you want to know something about it, uh, leave us a voicemail on pod inbox or leave us a message there. It's called podinbox.com slash China. That's podinbox.com slash China. I'll put it in the show notes, but let us know what questions you have or next time that we talk to Brett, what we should talk about. Uh, but, Yeah, dude. Thanks for joining me. I really appreciate it, man. All right. Have a good one. Thanks.